Yo, what is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the greatest combat sports and culture show of the entire universe. I am the Underground King, your host, Serge Vicente. And today we have so much fun for you guys. Um, you know what it is. You know what time of week it is. All things boxing, all the time time i am joined today by my boy my brother um our boxing expert our guru the man the myth the legend we're talking about brandon camille brandon camille be joining us on today's show uh we having a great great conversation man so on the menu for today what we're gonna go ahead and discuss is obviously the biggest heavyweight title rematch that we have had in decades decades we have the new champion the ibf the wbc the wbo champion your man the myth the legend andy ruiz jr andy ruiz jr is fighting the adonis the monster the former heavyweight champion the gold medalist the british champ Anthony Joshua, man. So, look, we're going to go ahead and discuss this incredible, incredible matchup. Um, honestly, the entire episode. Yes, we will also go ahead and touch on the Jamal Charlo and his matchup with Dennis Hogan. Yo, do we smell an upset coming? We'll discuss that and so much more on episode 168 of the greatest combat sports and culture show. But before we get to that, we got to show love to the sponsor, and that is Sage Eats Chicago, man. If you are in Chicago, even if you're not, but if you are in Chicago, man, healthy meal prep, fitness mentoring, Sage Eats, they cook and deliver healthy meals customized directly to your home or office if you are in the Chicago area. If you're not, it's totally cool because they offer fitness consulting and nutrition consulting as well, and they can do that for you everywhere. Sign up today, sageeatchicago.com. Again, sign up today, sageeatchicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 10% off your first three months. Also, Check out the Fight Podcast, man. Everywhere podcasts are available. Let your friends know about the greatest podcast out. Have them sign up. Also, podcasting platforms, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Get them out there, man. Let them know about the show. Also, follow us on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Come. All right, yo. Look, without further ado, enjoy my conversation with the guru, Brandon Camille. Serge, what it do? Doing very well, man. Hey, thank you as always, Brandon Camille, the guru, joining me once again on the greatest combat sports and culture show in the universe. B, man, it is really always a pleasure, bro. Serge, man, happy to be here with the underground king himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Having a great week. That's having what's up, man. Week. Oh, I've been in a little rut the last few months, but like this week was great. I killed a few things and uh, um, yeah, just had a great week overall. Excited to be here. Nice little Friday. You know, I was at, a, we were supposed to record last night. I was at a little work function with an open bar. So I just, yeah. I just wanted to sit by the bar and watch all the HR violations just pile up. 
I see these two. We, we we there. Or, you know, our VP is there. Director's there. I seen these two kids start kissing in the mouth. I was like, oh, it's like bro, just just let me watch them pile up. Yo, but man, yeah, there, there is, us, it us is color, never a good time. Gotta, us color folk, we got a, a few different rules to abide by. So you know, I'm chilling at the bar. You know, sipping my old fashioned real, real go. chill, grown man like. Oh yeah, grown man. So uh, yeah, it was a good night. Though. I had a good little time. They uh they've done a really good job in Boston building up the area by the TD Garden. So nice. um, it's a few nice spots over there. Dude, they fast. <laughs> hey, no, nah, hey, look, man. You know, I mean, I, I I love going all kinds. I've been in Boston like once. It was a cool town when I was there. Guess I got to go back at some point in time. Um, <laughs> hey, well, there it goes. I don't got to go back there. I'm cool. Uh, but yo, aside from that, man, I'm look glad you're here. Got a lot to get to, man. But before we jump into anything, before we jump into the thick of it, before we get into the menu of today, yo, my Twitter has been going nuts today. Really? (laughs) Fam. So, look, I'm sitting here, and as we all know, there's a lot of different things going on with Donald Trump. And again, if we don't know where my Twitter is, my Twitter is at the Serge Vicente. So we should check it out at the Serge Vicente. Now, look, I'm not one of those people. What was that? What were you going to say? I was going to say plug. Yes, sir. Uh, but look, I, I, I'm not usually one to sit there. You know, I don't I don't really get a lot of traction uh, at this point in time on my page. But but I said a little something on Twitter and my conservatives got really mad at me. <laughs> was that the. Uh, uh... The testes testifying? Oh, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I, I even saw that one. Yeah. I don't even be on Twitter like that. <laughs> so, look, I, I'm going to read this tweet, and, and, and let, let me know if I'm out of bounds. I said, and I added Donald Trump because I'm about that life. I said, man, we all know that at real Donald Trump doesn't have the hashtag testes to testify. He's a coward. That's why he always kisses the dictator's asses. Honestly, he probably doesn't know what testes mean either. Hashtag impeach and remove. Hashtag FDT. Fam, if I had a bounds, people were really aggressive towards me after that. It's Twitter. Like, I mean, <laughs> it, that's what Twitter's for. It's for you to be, you know, testes testifying and for conservatives to be up in arms and be conservative and, you know, for us to man, not be conservative. It, that's that's Twitter. Twitter's a great place. Oh, uh, dude. Days. But you know what, man? Look, Twitter is not what it used to be. Twitter used to be the Wild West. Twitter's still pretty wild. Like, I understand what you're saying back when people were saying the word that rhymes with maggot and, you know, just saying oh, whatever yeah. pretty they, recklessly. Those throw maggots around back, left and right. Back in 2011, 2012, Twitter was absolutely insane. However, in 2019, I'm never too far from porn on my Twitter oh, timeline. Oh, no, bro. There's always a... Every time I turn my thing on, man, somebody's reposting some Lena the Plug something. Every, like... Bruh, I'm never like full on porn. I, I don't have to follow them. It just comes on my timeline, literally, based off of Surge's interest. All type of weird, wild stuff. Huh? What, what you got going on over there, Surge? You said off of Surge's interest, bro. Because look, <laughs> when you when you follow when you follow people on Twitter, so I follow you. Right. If you like something else, because I because I'm cool with you, it's gonna appear on my timeline. <laughs> hey man, I got a I got a girlfriend. 
Yeah, I don't I, follow nothing crazy. I know you had to cover. I, I done seen some crazy things come from Surge. You got to chill. I ain't got nothing crazy on there. I I follow fights. I follow politics. I follow fashion. I follow basketball. That's, that's about it. Hey, technology. I follow a lot of technology and authors. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Basketball. I'm, I'm uh. We we fired our coach today. I saw that. He looks so time. happy to get out of there. I feel it was so about time for him to go. I, I hate that it had to be a black guy. You know, I never like to see a black man lose his job, but it was about time. I, I wish he would have taken Pat Shermer with them. Yeah, they could have done a, a, a clean sweep. Hey, look, man. The Chicago Bulls are not looking that great right now ourselves, so I have no no, no ground to stand on. Granted, my Lakers are looking amazing, so I'm, I'm happy with that. You know, I, I I do I got a few things to say, but I I can't believe you just got on here and talked about Wild Ortiz without me. What is wrong with you? You just just gonna, gonna I, leave no, me no, out no, of no, that? No, I did not talk about it with that. So if we go back to episode one sixty seven of the Fight Podcast, the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, hosted by your boy, the Underground King, you would have heard. You would have actually listened and heard that I said, hey, when I get my boy on here, we're going to talk about this some more. I definitely said that. You did. You did. I got you. I got you. Saying. So, hey, don't put you. that on me, man. I got I, you. Speaking, I, speaking of, of, of the greatest com- culture and combat sports podcast in the world, yeah. the greatest culture and sports combat podcast. I'm I'm just getting so mixed up in so many so many topics here. Hosted by two alphas. Shout out to the brothers of Alpha Phi Alpha. Our Founders Day this week on December fourth. Yeah, I had to shout them out real quick. A few other quick shout outs I wanted to get to. Jay Z. Um, happy birthday to the happy legend. Birthday, Hove. Hove. Happy birthday, Hove. Happy birthday, Hove. The game album. Oh, I wait, want to wait, shout wait, that real, out real quick before we let, let, let's stick on Hove for a quick second. Right, fifty years old. Hip hop's verse billionaire. Is Jay Z the most powerful black man in the world? No. Who got him beat? Obama? Um Some dude in Africa I, I would who say I don't Obama's, know? I would say Obama's probably the most powerful black man in the world. Uh Robert Smith would probably be up there. Uh, that's the gentleman that gave uh, paid off everybody's tuition at, at, uh, at Morehouse. It, I mean, it, it's a few guys up there. I would say Obama's more widely accepted than Jay-Z. So his influence has a more wide reach. I don't know, man. That Beyonce cosign is woo. Yeah, but like Barack has a Michelle cosign. That's a woo. Good Good kind of Ooh, now, yes, Michelle, them arms, boy, the white women, love that. Right, I mean, that's why, and, and Barack Obama is so no, widely no. accepted. He out here wearing dad jeans. I mean, Jay-Z still gonna rock his chains. Absolutely, absolutely. You're right, you're right, you're right. I'll give you that, man. But look, happy birthday to a legend. Um, he's my goat. I don't know about you, but to me, he's the goat. And on what day did he arrive? Oh, come on, man. The day Fran Hepton died, honestly. Oh, but, we had know. six days. We had oh, six Because <laughs> we all know, man, it's just, you know, real niggas, we just multiply. Multiply. That's come what we on, do. son. And again, hey, that is the day that the phenomenal, amazing fraternity, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated was founded. 
Um, so Ithaca, New York, holding it down out there. Your nerd neck of the woods. Yeah, real niggas do just multiply. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Should have left alone, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. But it's all to the good, man. But look on today's menu. I know we've got. Oh, I'm sorry. We're, I'm, I'm tripping. I'm stepping on your toes, brother. The games album. Yeah, Surge had me listen to this game album this week. Oh my gosh, fire, fire! If you have not listened to the game's album, Born to Rap, what is it? Born to Rap, right? Yeah, Born to Rap, fam. It's and legit, I, isn't I actually, it? I actually don't have an issue with the cover. I know a lot of people do, I th- but I like didn't either. I, I, I didn't either. It. It, it look, man. Okay, some pregnant women out there. Like I listened to Joe Budden's pod, and people were like saying it was nasty. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think it was that nasty. It was just whatever. I saw it. I understood where he was coming from. I was like, oh, I get it. Artistically, whatever. It's not what I probably wouldn't have done, but whatever. Now, has Game done questionable shit in the past? 1,000%. Is he a little bit of a doof? 1,000%. Is this album hot, just just fire? (laughs) 2,000%. (laughs) Yo, this is a great album. And I felt like... I felt like it was a rebirth of Don, Dom Kennedy. Oh, like, he hasn't been solid in a man. while. since like the Yellow Album. D- Dom Kennedy, man, you know, awesome. You know, n- one of the Nipsey's boys. Um, fam, he, um, he actually was the executive producer of the entire uh, project. And he put together just a beautiful piece of work, man. And I know that sounds wild to say it about a hip hop project, but it really was, man. It, I mean, it was, you talk about, it was cohesive. It's like everything. It, I, I, I loved it. It was a great album, man. I don't I know if it's my album of the year, but it was a really, really good album. I almost wished he would have dropped it in two pieces. Like he could have dropped two separate albums, oh, like every six months. I, I have an issue these days with albums that are so long. Cause but the game I think does that though. He's been doing that his whole career. Some of it is hard to digest, and I think it just some of it that hits hard is just missing its mark because the album is just so long. It's just you giving us a lot of content in a society that's very immediately immediate value driven. But like, isn't that isn't that the beauty in it though? to have an actual body of work that and it's not like you know one of those albums that it's like you have a couple hits here and then you you know you, you skip three and then you listen to one or two here you know kind of like a drake album so like it was like you know doing Ooh, that fire. man um so it, so instead of doing something like that this is something that you can literally go from the very beginning and let it play to the end 90 minutes of music straight through great that, great that's content pretty great remarkable content. man yeah, it gets you through a road trip. Oh, dude, man. So it, it was dope. That's a great one. The Griselda album. You, those oh, boys, oh. nasty boy. Honestly, like it, it. 50 Cent is not washed. He's just no. He, he's just, he just not made for the radio anymore. Yeah. But when he was on a Griselda album, he sounded so at home man, and dropped yeah. off such a beautiful verse. City on a map. That that was a that was a beautiful verse there. And I just want to shout out. My by far favorite rapper right now went to see him a couple weeks ago on the album yeah. of the year tour. My guy Freddie Gibbs, uh, he just dropped his Tiny Desk concert today, and it was raw. And and was for sad. those of you that don't know Freddie Gibbs, he's like he's like the best underground rapper if you would consider him because they don't play him on the radio, so maybe you consider him underground. But with that being said, 
when he performs, he's not traveling with a live band. So hearing him with that live band in the background was beautiful. And Mad Lib there, oh, that was great. Dog, that that it, was, it was solid. It, it was really good. I mean, if you guys haven't had an opportunity to check out those... Um, those PBS um, Tiny Desk Concerts. No, no, NPR. NPR, I'm sorry. NPR, Tiny Desk Concerts. Same shit. Once for TV, once for radio. Uh, (laughs) But uh, NPR, um, those Tiny Desks, uh, that one, yeah, absolutely check out. It was amazing. Uh, Another one that I really love and I go back to and I feel like I watch all the time um, is Mac Miller's. That one on the time, it was really dope. Yeah, I, I gotta go watch that one. I have not seen that one. Yeah, that you know, you, you know, who just uh, announced the tour. Who's that? Shorty, you put me on a few months ago. Snow Allegra. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah, I mean. Oh man, bro! Not only is she amazing on the eyes, she possibly has the best album of the year. Her album, her album, so good. So her album, good. so good. The beats, the, the the it's perfect. It is perfect. I have not played that album for anybody and just ever heard a complaint. It's, no, it's oh, no. literally it's perfect. Look at this cat. This cat's out here living the life. I hear, I hear him. He's like, man, I ain't, you know who I play, who you playing that sultry music to over there, brother? Hey man, single life is wild. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, Serge, Serge, Serge is over there with his hands on the window, like, "Oh, what is that like?" No, man, I'm a happy man. I'm a happy. He's a very, man. he's a very happy guy. Chill, I'm, I'm joking. Man. I'm joking. I have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful young lady. And shout, shout out to her. I know y'all spent some time together over Thanksgiving. I, 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 when Serge is with his girl, I, I don't even talk to him. I, I just be having hella blue texts that just go unanswered. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, I don't even take offense to it at this point. I'm just like, you know, he would he'll respond eventually. <laughs> Yo, and people look, man, my late we don't live in town, we don't live in the same town. So we, we when we see each other, you know what I'm saying? We kinda, you know, disconnect. You gotta disconnect, you gotta have a good time with it, man. But yo, that's all amazing, that's all dope. That's the culture portion. Absolutely. We gotta talk about these fights. That's a great weekend ahead. I mean, wait, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Before I get to that, do you want, do you have anything to say about Deontay Wilder knocking the mojito out of Luis Ortiz? The mojito. That was nice. Um, <laughs> I think, I, I don't mind the rounds that Wilder lost. Um, my concern if I had any would be the shot that he took in the first round. I don't think he took too much punishment outside of that. Um, I think I, at least I did. I, I knew that was coming the entire time. I was essentially just waiting on it to happen. Uh, and it came in, it came in round seven. Uh, I, I felt like he set him up for it. Uh, he hit him on the half beat and Ruiz was timing him. He was timing his one too. Yep. He switched up the timing on it caught him clean uh perfect shot had him against the rope so he couldn't uh he couldn't get out of range i mean that was all she wrote it was just when you see that and i appreciate you bringing that up do people not give wilder enough credit in terms of you know just his iq in there he i think he is a more skilled and thoughtful fighter than i think people give him credit for you know, I think his skill is a little bit different because while there's a lot of boxers that tailor their their style around winning rounds, putting rounds in the bank, 
he his style is completely made around the idea of landing one punch and that's all he has to do so his style is going to be a little bit different it's awkward it's not as pretty but when the punch lands it's the same result 43 fights 42 42 wins and 41 knockouts it's undeniable uh at this point i heard somebody say to me today actually that he's the greatest heavyweight ever hold up we're we're not going there let's not go there for the casual prisoners of the moment y'all just chill out really really but but you know what i will say and i and you've heard me say this i do not think we've ever seen power like this ever in the heavyweight division i think he has i think he is the heaviest puncher we've ever seen uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the way he's knocking guys out, you see Tyson hit a guy, you know, they go off balance, you know, they they get they fall down, they get back up, they can't yep. stand. It's a different than guys collapsing in sections. Like God. they drop to they they knee they drop to their knees, they they back go the other way. Yo. Like they collapse in sections and they do not get up. We forget just a, a hey, few years man. ago. Deontay Wilder's opponents fall like Andy just walked in the room. It's crazy. <laughs> that was good. That was good. How, how long did I know you thought of that one. That was not on that the spot. That was on the spot, brother. I'm right here for you, man. I, I, I did not believe it. <laughs> <laughs> that Tell me that's not how they fall. I, I have nothing else to say. I'm done. That was great. <laughs> That's exactly how they fall. That's exactly how they fall. Dog. I'm done. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> right, man. Deontay Wilder, I think we could all agree, is, is the greatest heavyweight puncher of all time. Um, uh, but look, what we're going to discuss today, man, and usually what I like to do, I like to sit back and I want to break it down. And I usually have a bunch of different fight notes. Um, there are not a lot of different news going on in boxing right now. The only thing that really matters is this heavyweight title fight. Can we agree on that? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So being that it is this, this is what we're going to do. All the questions we have for today, yes, at the end, we'll talk about Charles' fight briefly. Um, that is going to be on Showtime. I'm actually really looking forward to that fight as well. Um, Alert. What was that? I think... I don't think it's a, a huge chance, but I think if any, that's a, a nice little upset alert we could look out for. Ooh, ooh, you might. I mean, <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll talk about we'll, it. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there because that is, um, man. Yeah, I like Charlo, but you know, hot take upset alert. Okay, I, I, li- I like I like that in there. I I I know that I'm higher on Charlo than you are because I think Charlo um, Jamal more so than Jamel has pound for pound potential. Not saying pound for pound number one. I'm talking about pound for top ten pound for pound potential, and I I believe in him that much. I believe in him. I just want to see it more. You know, typically what I see. You see guys on this. Do you want to get to it later? No, we'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. But we're going to talk about the, the all the, the primary questions are going to go ahead and deal specifically with this amazing title fight. And the fight that I am talking about is Kamal, man. What is it? They call it the, 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 the Clash in the Dunes. Clash in the Dunes. It's going to be in an outdoor arena, Saudi Arabia, 15,000 seater, man. They built it last week. 
Um, it's 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 going to be an interesting man. You have you know Andy Ruiz, the new champion. They're fighting for the what is it? The what, IBF, WBA, WBO titles. Um, yeah, there's there's a couple more secondary titles, but yeah, those don't the count. titles we care about. Yeah, we're talking about the ones we care about. Um, Ruiz, 33 and one, 22 KOs. Obviously, the former champion, um, the beast of a of a dude, man. The former Olympian, Anthony Joshua, man, um, trying to get his belts back. It's going to be an interesting fight. I think a lot of people, more than anything else, were really, really surprised, obviously, on the outcome of the last one. Um, Ruiz, when the fight actually started out, ended, or the last fight started, it was something like a, what, a 15 to, was a 15 to 1 underdog. It was and crazy. It was, it was pretty nuts. big. It started off at like 25, it was like 1,000, and went 25, and I think it ended up finishing at like 15 to 1. 15 to one. Uh, so people think he shocked the world, think it's the biggest upset since Buster Douglas. But what I want to ask, and I want to start off is with this. Who has more to prove? The new champ in Ruiz? Or the former champ trying to get his crown back, looking for redemption in Anthony Joshua. This one I'm going to have to push. I think they are even in who has the most approved. Because you look at Joshua, um, he's was built up to be this world eater. And in one night, it was seemingly torn all down. Now you have this up and comer. Andy Ruiz, in his second shot at heavyweight gold, he was able to overcome all the odds and beat Anthony Joshua. But does he belong? There's a lot of people that feel as though he doesn't belong. He has the big he has the big frame and he is here to prove that he does belong. And this fight is just as important for him as it is for Joshua. They both have something to prove. If I absolutely am forced to pick, I am going to say Anthony Joshua. Uh, I'm going to say the the burden is on Anthony Joshua to prove that he is who we thought he was. Mm. OK, OK. O- old school Dennis Green reference. I ain't mad at that at all. When yeah. he got s- slapped by the Bears, I think that was back in 2006. Actually, I'm pretty positive it was. Um, uh, you got some football knowledge. I know you don't watch football. The Bears put on a nice little performance last night. Hey, man, I don't care they, they, about it. They beat it. the Cowboys, so you, so you know. That's what's up, man. I'm glad to hear, man. You know, Dub Bears, get, that's when we get down. Um, that's my guys. <laughs> Sergio's like, yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. Cool, man. Uh, but look, when I look at this, and I, and I really sit back and I think about it, right? Yes, Anthony Joshua... I think he that whole is the whole thing for him is redemption. So I have to go with Ruiz, who even though he's a champion, even though he knocked down AJ four times in his last fight, he's still the underdog. He still has essentially every major television host or media personality is picking. Anthony Joshua to pretty much get back and do his thing. So he still feels like he has something to prove. Um, And I think he still has that underdog, you know, kind of vibe. Um, He says people don't believe in him. So, and I think people are still making excuses for AJ. So the fact that I think people are still making excuses for AJ, still saying AJ is so much better than the superior guy, 
I think the one who has the most proof and the proof, just like you said, he actually wants to. He he belongs. That's why you have to go with um, with uh, with your boy Ruiz. I I I can see that. I I think because Joshua was built to be that that world eater, there's the expectations are just so sky high for him that it, even still, you mentioned that you have you do have a lot of people in Vegas picking him to win in the rematch. So I, I feel as though to prove that he is who we thought he he is. I mean, if Joshua takes a fall here, I mean, who knows what what happens? And I'm not saying it's the, it's the yeah. end of his career, but I mean, it's definitely a big blow to the heavyweight that we thought he was. So I, I, I say Joshua, but you have a great point in Ruiz, and I can't necessarily disagree there. Now, who do you? Th- now, let me ask you this, and this is just kind of off topic a little bit. If Joshua does lose, is it worse for him, or is it worse for DAZN? <clears throat> Take my time here. <laughs> um, here, no, think about it. I- Table it. We're gonna come back to that one. I want you to think about that for a second. No, I, th- I, th- I think I'm ready. Go ahead. I think go I'm ahead, ready. Go ahead then. Yep. I think it's worse for Joshua. DAZN is starting to expand a little bit more outside of boxing, so it, it, it has other legs to potentially hold it up. Uh, obviously, MLB, soccer, uh, Bellator, MM, Bellator MMA. Am I tripping or is soccer a thing on there? I think so. Yeah. Okay. No, they uh, have everything on there. And so I think they can survive a Joshua loss. They have survived a Joshua loss. And they have another guy, may have heard of him, goes by Canelo Alvarez. He's out in Saudi Arabia wearing skirts right now, having a great time. Wild, bro. Hoop earrings and everything, man. Dude is out there just bugging. I would be out there, too, if I was that rich. Facts. I'd be looking just like him. I'd be looking worse. You should have seen me when I was in Greece. (laughs) (laughs) I would I would I would be so out here. So I can't even fault the man. But, you know, you got Canelo Alvarez. You got a nice bit, a nice little bunch of stars fighting on the zone right now. I think the zone will be OK. Uh, and I think Anthony Joshua can survive a loss as well. He can be built back up, take a few low level fights before stepping up to uh, elite level opposition. Maybe Andy Ruiz is just a guy that has his number. However, I think um, I think it, the fight is more important for uh, Anthony Joshua. I think the zone will be OK regardless. Okay, so, okay, moving on to the next one then, right? And the fight is going to drive subscriptions regardless of the outcome. Absolutely. So, okay, so moving into the next question, the next question then, all right? The way we're going to go into it is this. In the buildup, right? Because it's been, the buildup hasn't, I'll say it hasn't been, it's recently starting to pick back up. And I think people over the last month specifically have really been talking about it uh, again. But Two nice the, guys, man. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, so over the last couple of months, so in the buildup of the fight, who do you think has handled this entire situation better? Whether it be, you know, a, you know, AJ after taking an L, like, is he doing the right things he needs to be doing to get back in the right position? Or on the other hand, is, you know, Ruiz doing his thing? Because me personally, and again, I think the person who actually handled it the best was Ruiz. I think Ruiz handled the best because, yes, we can sit back and we can look at everything like, oh, man, he's been kicking it too much. You know, this dude look fatter. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, is he in shape? You know, was he out there, you know, partying and spending money? Like, what was he actually doing? First time he's getting fame. He's doing shows. Like, so people, he has a lot of question marks. And I get that. And he's put that on himself. 
but I also know he's been in camp for the last three months and having a three-month camp. And again, so I'm looking at that and the consistency. That's what he does. They said throughout his entire career, Bob Arum back in the day said, yo, he'd take time off, he'd kick it, he'd come back. But when he comes back, he stays focused and he's doing his thing. So if Bob Arum said that, the great Bob Arum, the legend Bob Arum said that, if Manny Robles, whom is somebody who I actually believe in as a coach, you know, again, he's one of the guys who trains Chicago's very own Chris Milley. He, you know, he's one of those guys who I believe is a top caliber, you know, brilliant mind in the sport. So that's why I'm not particularly worried about um, Ruiz. But on the other hand, yo, I'm not, I'm not loving what Joshua's been doing, bro. I'm not. I think Ruiz has handled it better. But here's the only reason why. Joshua was the bigger star going in. We're talking about one of the biggest boxing upsets of all time. Definitely in the heavyweight division, going back to Buster Douglas. From the second he lost, people went back to everything from him allowing Ruiz to hold the belts to, you know, Every single thing he has done has been scrutinized. Right. So jo- the burden really was on Joshua. Andy Ruiz won. He doesn't have to prove anything because he he won. So there's not a lot of wrong he can do. At, at this point, he's just building his profile, which is great for him. But Anthony Joshua, every single thing he's done has been so heavily scrutinized. And honestly, it really doesn't matter what Anthony Joshua has done. It was going to be heavily heavily scrutinized because he lost. And people expect so much of him. But doesn't that mean in turn that he definitely, in that case, had the worst of the time in between of the buildup? Because even still, because I look at it also on this, because you're right, he was the bigger star, but I think, okay, look, I am not a Conor McGregor fan, but one thing I know, especially from, for instance, when the first time he lost to Nate Diaz, first thing out of his mouth, yo, man, Nate's the better man. Nate did his thing, he kicked my butt, I come back, and then not only did he come back, he came back at the same weight class when he knew it was, wasn't a great weight class for him. You know, same than everything, I want everything the same. I don't see that out of Joshua, and the fact that he says he said again, over and over again, he, he said, you know, it was a gift from God. You know, when you say things like you have, it's a gift from God, you're not taking it, and you're not taking it seriously. You, you're thinking it's a fluke. And not only that, here's another thing that always, always, always um, freaks me out when fighters do, especially in quick turnaround fights. Yo, yes, he still has his trainer. What's to do, uh, McCracken or something like that? Robert, yeah, Robert McCracken. Yo, he still has McCracken, but do you know he also brought in two new trainers? I heard that. So the fact that do you like he's changing everything. Now I'm not talking about the build up just in like in media, even behind the scenes. When you look at it, fam, you're changing that up. You know, everything behind the scenes. You still have that team of 87 people. We we were both talking about that picture at Madison Square Garden before the fight when he so had that whole people. square Wu-Tang Clan behind him. Like, fam, he had everybody in their mama back there. And the fact and now he's adding more people to the mix. 
But there's so much to scrutinize. And I, 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 don't, I, I, I don't mean I, to cut I, you off. Yeah, no worries. No worries. I understand. There's so much to scrutinize with Joshua because of who he thought he was that Andy Ruiz doesn't carry that same burden. So we're not looking at Andy Ruiz in the same way because he won. So we're not looking to scrutinize him as much because we didn't have that expectation of him to begin with for, for the most of the public. So everything he does, especially as the winner, I mean, what are you, what are you going to say to him? He, he won the first time. You didn't expect him to, to win then. So how are you going to criticize what he's doing? Whereas Anthony Joshua took a dive for the first time. And now you're, now every single thing he's done is being second guessed. Every single thing he's doing is being second guessed. And that what that's what makes for a big event on Saturday. But I think Anthony Joshua being who he was carries so much more of a burden, so he's being so much more heavily scrutinized. And you know, that's what happens when you lose. It, I mean, it it comes with the territory. He's still making 85 mil tomorrow. Mil tomorrow. So if we want to scrutinize oh him, my then God, bro, he's then that's fine. broke off, man. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, come, and, you come you take a L, you come back. And, and make, make more Double? money. Make more money than you did on the L that you took. That's crazy. Sergio, where are L's like that? Fam, where, where I've are my L's never like taken an L like that. Yo, how many of us can honestly sit there and look and say, fam, I took the biggest L of my life. And the next time I open my eyes, I make double the money. <laughs> like, yo, that's crazy. Good yeah. for him. Good for good for all of them. Like, but damn, that's Eddie nuts. Hearn is a monster. And I mean, Eddie Eddie Hearn Hearn Saudi Arabia, grimy hey. dude. They're all grimy people. But look, hey, good for them. I'm ha- I'm happy they're getting this black man paid. Um, but look, these both of them had a rough, rough, rough off off season essentially right this last six months you got one dude recovering going through all his thing you got one dude eating and partying and stuff it's been going crazy they weighed in yesterday or not yesterday this morning they weighed in so the fact that these dudes weighed in this morning one of them's down a lot one of them's up a lot does this concern you for either and to be exact, I want to talk about weights. Um, Andrew Ruiz is up. Um, he's to 283.7. From 268 the first time. 268 the first time. And then we have Anthony Joshua, who was at 147 and three-fourths. Now he's down to 237. So that's the weights, man. So, yo, are you concerned at all in either in either side? Absolutely. I'm definitely concerned about Ruiz. Manny Robles was quoted saying before the fight that he expected his fighter to come in at 268. Andy Ruiz then comes in at 283, approximately 15 pounds heavier than he was for the last fight. Well, let's take a look at what Andy Ruiz does well. Speed, combination punching. Those are going to be two of his those were two of his largest advantages in the first fight. And those are expected to be two of his largest advantages going into the second fight. So why would you put on weight? If he wanted to slim down a little bit, like he initially was, I can under, understand that. But putting on weight doesn't make as much sense to me. Now, maybe he see uh, where I can see if I if I were to argue on the other side of that, the extra weight maybe help, helps his uh, chin a little bit more. And Andy Ruiz has a great chin to begin with. And maybe he says, hey, Joshua knows what I have for him. So he's not going to give me as many opportunities on the inside. So I have to I have to uh, work on my power a little bit to make sure when I touch him, it matters. But, you know, that's on the other on the other hand. 
I think I, this is an issue for me for for Andy Ruiz. I definitely am more worried for Andy Ruiz, whereas Joshua has focused. He, he's quoted on saying, hey, when I'm not in training camp, I traditionally focus a lot more on weight training. It's not he didn't change. He, he said, I just focused more on boxing. I don't see I don't see an issue with that. He's down 10 pounds, whereas Ruiz is up 15 pounds. I mean, we've seen guys slim down and, and look OK. And, and AJ had probably too much muscle on him to begin with. We know muscular bo- boxers, that's, that's not always a thing. Sometimes in the heavyweight division, but yeah. carrying no, too much yeah, weight, hey, he, going, he going in later rounds. He was man. In the last fight, Buddy was just out there just jacked. He when they put the side-by-side, super crazy. Yoked. Oh, dude, it was nuts, man. You had, like, this action figure against, like, a, mush, a marshmallow. It was crazy. He was the Terminator. Oh, absolutely, man. But, and look, I, I feel you. And, I, and honestly, in this one, this is the one that I'm actually going to push. All right. And the reason I'm going to say I'm pushing this one is because of this. Um, Again, in Manny Robles, I trust. Right. He also said in camp, they they tried. They got down. They started getting close again when they were trying to come in at about 250. When they started getting closer, Ruiz said he didn't feel as good. So they started putting some weight back on. He felt stronger and stronger. He said his hands aren't any slower. He says his cardio is great. He says he's in shape. And honestly, if Manny Robles is saying that, and honestly, the, at the videos that I've seen, the interviews that I've you know read and everything, I, I, I believe in him. So if he's saying that, and he's saying that he feels stronger than he was when he was starting to drop weight, man, look, let him be. He's a big boy. He's, he's been a big boy his whole life. He knows how to move that weight. I'm not worried about that. Now, Anthony Joshua, on the other hand, Yo, I think he's great. I'm glad he dropped 10 pounds. He didn't need to be that big. He's probably going to be a little quicker for himself. Um, might be able to be a little bit more mobile. Uh, he was stiff, bro. The last couple fights, he looked like a Terminator. Like you said, he just was like robotic and stiff. Um, the fact that he's dropped a little bit of weight, he's not doing as much strength and conditioning or shout out to just at least weightlifting. Fam, that, that's good. So and for me, I'm going to push this one. I'm going to look at it and say, look, man, that's great. Um, I, I'm not worried about the weight on either end. I think it was just something. Now, here's the thing. He did come in weighing that much weight but that was with shoes jeans shirt and the biggest fucking sombrero you've ever seen so i do not believe he is 283 this this is correct um let's give him let's be generous and give him eight pounds yeah he's probably he's 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 eight to ten pounds heavier for for the extra gear and you know he was wearing he was probably wearing sneakers and shorts for the first fight at the weigh-in so you're just going to give him the sombrero whatever shirt he had on um my thing is that the, the only reason i'm saying this is more of an issue for andy ruiz all the things you mentioned are correct and i probably would have pushed here had his trainer not said that he expected his fighter to be 268 pounds just a day ago that is what alarms me Ah. Well, look, he, but again, a day ago, that's when he also said that's what they expect. That's what they wanted. That was the plan. But once he, he started, he just said, all right, we're good. And they kind of kept it where they were. So that that's, the again, that's what I heard. I don't know. Maybe you heard something different. Who knows? One day ago? Dude, I literally just watched the video. All right. All right. All right, man. So look. That's where, again, with the weigh-in. Weigh-in was yesterday. How did you think they looked, honestly? I mean, Andy Ruiz is out here ruizing, you know, dad bodding. Fact. And Joshua, I mean, he looks good. With a a, a glorious uh, hat. That that sombrero was on point. 
Yeah, I mean, we, we know how these guys look. I mean, Andy Ruiz is still fat and Joshua is still Adonis. I mean, it, it kind of is what it is. I mean, Joshua, even with 10 pounds less muscle, and this is before I go into like, you know, dick riding, like, <laughs> you know, even with 10 pounds less muscle, he's still like a physical specimen. Facts. Nah, it, it, he's still super jacked. Like people were like taking pictures, making him look like he was all like on death's door. Like, nah, dude, don't look that bad. Um, all right, man. So check it out. What do you think each guy's mindset has to be? What's the game plan? The game plan for Ruiz is to be patient okay. and get on the inside. Okay. Get, get, get on the inside and and, and he, he does what he does on the inside. Get, get on the inside, patient, throw combinations. Get on the inside, okay. okay. Throw, throw, get on the inside, throw combinations, and get to him early. Okay. You feel like you you beat him last time. You're not sure where sure where his mental is. You want to get to him early. So I expect Ruiz to try to pounce on him in the first first three rounds of the fight. Now Joshua, what I expect from him, and 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 I do think the only way to a victory for Ruiz is by knockout. Now on the on the Joshua side, I think that it's pretty simple. Stay on the outside, use your jab, and clinch on the inside. And if you can do that all night. You've done this before against guys like Joseph Parker. Oh, the Klitschko keys to victory. You, you can cruise to an easy, boring decision win and get your belts back. It won't be entertaining, but Joshua can easily cruise to a decision win if he stays disciplined. Do, don't get caught up in the moment, which I don't think he will because I don't think the Saudi crowd will be all that rowdy. Um, yeah, but I think that's the game. That's the game plan for Joshua. Joshua's talked a lot about a knockout, but who doesn't speak about knockout going knockouts going into a fight? Especially everybody, a heavyweight. Yeah, everybody always says it's going to end in a knockout. Great. But realistically, I don't think he's here to entertain. I think he wants his belts back. I think he stays in the outside, uses his feet, and uh, you know, targets that jab all night. All right. So look, I, I, I have to pull this up. Because this was uh, from Andy Ruiz. He went up and he posted, you know, he had, he had this quote. And this dude said, look, he said, remember, I've been doing this since I was six. It's finally paying off. And no way am I going to let these belts go. I'm going to die trying. I'm going to do anything that's possible to get that victory. Yo, you have a dude. That's his mindset. He doesn't feel like he belongs. He feels like they're still sitting back and actually, again, putting him in a, in a shitty position. He, he thinks like the chips are against him. Nobody believes in me. I'm still the underdog. Like, so I have to go out there and prove myself. He still has that exact same chip on his shoulder. So that's Ruiz's, that, that's how he should be thinking going in. In terms of his game plan, Yo, he need, obviously he needs to get on the inside. Um, he needs to make sure his defense is on point. Uh, he needs to make sure that once he is getting on the inside, the reason he got caught last time was because, again, he got careless on the inside. So he has to make sure he does not get careless and end up getting caught. He also has to slip the jab because I also believe Anthony Joshua is going to try to utilize that jab a lot. So he's going to try to have to slip and move off that jab to make sure he gets on the inside. What? 
Well, I was going to say I, I disagree with you just slightly in terms of the defensive part because I don't think he'll have a lot to worry about. Well, because hey, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll let you go all, do all your oh, keys no, to go, victory. Go, go, go ahead. My you, you just go cut me off in the middle of them because you have some – Okay. oh, yeah? Oh, I, I just – I don't think Joshua's going to be trying to come on the inside and land the same hook that he landed last time because it's just too much risk for him. No, so I, I think oh, – I, 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 don't, I don't think he – I don't think he is, but I think that is something still – you as a fighter you're gonna keep that in mind like hey i have to keep this in mind because he can do this and so that's so just what i'm saying he just got to keep his that that was just an example he has to make sure his defense is you know is open i can't get lazy i got lazy last time and i got caught so that that's what that's the only reason i'm saying the ins talking about the inside fair okay. um also so going move keeping on with that one um he makes he has to make sure he keeps his footwork and give it to AJ angles. He has to turn AJ. A la somebody like Alomachenko. And obviously he can't do it to the same, but he has amazing, amazing, you know, pressure. He has to make sure he's coming forward, giving him pressure. He has to give him combinations and a whole lot of speed. What? You laughing at me? Nah, just the thought of Andy Ruiz with Lomachenko footwork is really funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's hilarious. The thing about him, like, South Sign and whatnot. Come on, he's Mexican. You know, time out. Have you seen him on the ladder? On the ladder? Yes. Have you seen Andy Ruiz doing the ladder drill? No. Fam, Google that right now. We're doing it on the show. Yes, I need him to Google that right now so we can see exactly what that looks like. And I will put that on our IG page so us listen, you listeners will understand and know exactly what I'm talking about. I will post that later. But, like, imagine him, like, circling somebody like Lomachenko. Like, imagine his footwork was that crazy. Oh, yeah. That would be hilarious. It'd be hilarious. I'm, I'm watching now. Dog, look at my man's footwork. Look at him feet. You tell me he can't move? Like, come on, son. I mean, he definitely moves. You know, I have I have seen this video before. And he moves well for a big, for a big guy. He I moves mean. well for anybody. Yes, he does, but most notably for a big guy, because you don't expect it. But that's what I'm saying, but we got to keep saying he moves well for anybody, man. And again, that's why he has to continue doing that. He has to use that footwork, those quick feet, utilize the combinations. Um, and then he has to make sure he's hitting these combos, man. He got to make sure when he's getting on the inside, he's working the body. He needs to jab to the body. And he also, more importantly, he needs to stay little. If he stands up and tries to stay tall with AJ, he's going to get knocked out, especially if he stands on the outside. So he's going to have to stay little, stay low, move away from him to help himself get on the inside so he can come up with some huge shots, man. That's what I think um, Ruiz needs to do. That's a great point. His, his height is he can really use his uh, yeah. lack of height to an advantage. Absolutely. So that that's how I see him. That's what I think I can see. AJ. That's what I if I was coaching Ruiz, that's what I would do. Now, mindset for the other guy. Yo, what about body punching. We didn't yeah, mention it. I did. I did. I said okay. that. I was, yeah, I said right. I, he needs to jab to the body um, and also make sure he's attacking the body the whole time. You know, within his combinations. So. Anthony Joshua needs to really think about this. And again, this is if I'm Anthony Joshua and Anthony Joshua's team. This is not exactly what I think. you got to make Anthony Joshua, yo, that was a fluke. I knocked him down first. I was the one that, I'm the big star. I'm the draw. I need to go out there and show you from the onset that I am who we, we all thought I was. Right? That's what AJ needs to come in there thinking. AJ also needs to get back to, honestly, being the AJ that fought before Klitschko. He needs to get back to that AJ. Because that AJ before Klitschko was aggressive. 
and was a puncher. And he'd come in there to knock you out. He doesn't do that nearly as much anymore. So he needs to be aggressive. He needs to make sure that um, Andy Ruiz is going backwards. Andy Ruiz made a point and said that, look, Joshua does not do well going backwards. And we noticed that he was shortening up shots and doing certain things every time I really pushed him back. That's something that they're going to try to do. He needs to understand that. He needs to come forward. He needs to dictate the center of the ring, make sure that he has um, uh, Ruiz going on the back foot. If he's able to do that, also jab to the body. If he can jab to the outside and actually jab to the body to try to take, oh yeah, to take out the take out all the 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 the, the stuffing our big man, yo, that would be debilitating. He, if but he's jabbing, to, jabbing, he puts it such an puts himself such in a danger zone trying to go all the way down to Reese's hey man, body. I'm saying again, if he's think about this, if he's dominating from the outside, controlling the center, peppering him, boom, 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 got Ruiz's head popping back and forth like a Pez dispenser. When he pops it upstairs and his head pops up, that's when he attacks back down to the body. Bomb. Lennox Lewis used to do that amazing. And he's a big dude also. So you got to think about the, that. That's what I'm that's what I'm comparing to. So that is what he can do. So, again, for me, that's the game plan for both guys. That's the mindset I think they should both have. All right. Any rebuttal to anything? No? Yes? Not now you may speak? No, I'm good. You're good? All right. So with all that being said, both of us put the game plans and everything. Did you go? Yeah, I did go. Okay, that's what I thought. Now that we have that. Who wins? How do they win? So, you know, this is a very you, you Vegas has Joshua coming in as the favorite, but what the fuck you know, is from that? The, from the from the boxing podcast that I, I listen to, and, and Sergio has a bit of a different opinion on this, but I feel like it's a pretty who, who, who uh, are you listening to? That's not anywhere. the greatest combat sports and culture podcast in the entire universe. And, you know, I, you know, I like I like me some Chris Chris Mannix. They had a great episode today. Uh, Costello and Bounce to get a little UK, uh, a little a UK perspective. Uh, the boxing voice are getting there sometimes when they're not annoying me. Uh, who else is up there? Uh, there's another one that I really like. Uh, Michael Woods. Uh, okay. Talk Talk Box podcast. So what are, what were these guys saying? What were they saying? I, and, you know, through through multiple pros, I see a lot of pros saying Ruiz, a lot of pros. Uh, I believe it was and someone more, this week that, more, that also more said, pros are saying Ruiz than Joshua. More pros are more pros are saying Ruiz. And from a lot of the podcasts, Costello and Bounce, they're they're going to say Josh, Joshua. But, you know, even they had had their concerns. But for the most part, I heard a lot of Ruiz personally. And, and so and I, but for the most part, you hear people saying that it is a 50 50 fight. I hear a lot of people split on on who's going to win. And so I don't think anyone should feel all that confident in their in their pick because it is a very, very close fight. I'm going to go with Joshua. I'm going to go with Joshua using that jab. And here's why. Ruiz lost a very, very close decision to Joseph Parker in Australia. He he lost that decision because Joseph Parker stayed on the outside with the jab. And he did, he did have his moments in the fight, but Joseph Parker, dominated, he didn't dominate that fight. He won that fight using the jab. Joshua beat Joseph Parker using the jab. 
the same way. So Joshua, in my opinion, has a better jab than Joseph Parker. Now, we all know styles make fights, but we do I, know... I, I was Josh- just about, and I'm sorry to cut you off, man, but it, it goes into the same thing. There's a saying in MMA, and I think it really holds true to boxing also. You, you, MMA math doesn't work. Boxing math doesn't work. Because that guy beat that guy means this guy should beat this guy. It doesn't work that way. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about how. And I'm talking about with the jab. But, now, but, talking, but again, it's a different guy. It's a different height. It's a different trajectory. It's a different game plan. That, does, that doesn't work the same way. I, I, I understand. But with the game plan that I said I expect Joshua to employ, it has to do with the jab and tying up on the inside. Okay, okay, I get you. So that's the game plan I expect Joshua to employ, and we've seen him do that before against guys like Joseph Parker, where he went 12 rounds and won a decision. I expect the fight to look pretty similar. Stay on the outside, jab your way to jab your way to a boring points win. You get your get your titles back. If you want to do a trilogy, then you can start to think, hey, maybe I get cute and fancy. Maybe go, try to go for a knockout. And I think he will will shoot the right, but he's only going to sh- shoot it if like there's a huge green light. And like, but he's not going. I think he's going to be a lot more conservative, keeping it at bay. You know, he wants especially the the first four to five rounds of the fight. I think he really needs to settle in, and that's where I think uh, Andy Ruiz's opportunity. Those four to five rounds where uh, Anthony Joshua is trying to settle in. But I'm picking Joshua uh, by points. I don't see a knockout here for Joshua. All right, so let me ask you this. Can you honestly say that Anthony Joshua has gotten better since his fight against Klitschko? Crickets, crickets, crickets. crickets. I'm 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 trying to think through the fights. It's, it's, no, okay. I want to say, no, no. Here, I'm gonna let, say let, it, me, let me remind it's, it's you of the fights. It's, it's difficult for me to say because he hasn't fought anyone as good as Klitschko, in my opinion. Okay, so let me ask you this then. Again, because I'm to me, I think the, the answer is unequivocally no. He hasn't looked as good. I think that's when he looked at his best, and he's been kind of looking downhill ever since then. Um, think about this he's been rocked or hurt. By each each one, six out of his last seven opponents have rocked or hurt him. Yes, they're heavyweights. But I can't say the same for everybody that I'm listing down the list. You know what I'm saying? I can't say that for everyone. Yes, at the very top, but not six out of the last seven fights. I can't say that. So when I think about that, and I also look at the changes that he's making, right? He's trying to make a bunch of changes in a short period of time. I'm not lifting anymore. I'm getting two new trainers, but I'm trying to keep my trainer around so I don't hurt nobody's feelings. He's doing all these different type of things. How much can he change and how much can he learn and grow in six months? Mentally, everybody said he was mentally nervous and fucked up and everything, and that's the excuse I keep hearing from Anthony Joshua's side. If he was messed up mentally that fight, once he gets in here and the punches start flying and he takes a body shot and he starts getting a little tired, is he going to start having PTSD? Is that something that's going to end up happening? You know what I'm saying? So, again, these are everything that I'm over here looking and taking into account when I'm thinking about this fight. And, again, and then I'm looking at it with, with him. Being that he's been, he has been chinny. He has been. 
I don't think we anybody could actually argue that. Do you do you think he's been chinny? I, I think his defense isn't as good, and he's gotten hit, and it's just the heavyweight division. I wouldn't consider him chinny. Okay, so six out of your last seven opponents, we would both agree that we'll say Anthony Joshua probably has better defense than Deontay Wilder. Yes or no? Uh, I would. It, it's so hard to measure. That's a whole different conversation. Uh, it's, uh, it's, diff- uh, it's difficult uh, okay, to measure. Defense okay. is different. Okay, well, if, in that case, whatever. Let's say it's exactly the same. In the in Deontay Wilder's last seven fights, have we seen him rocked six times? The answer is no. Correct. So I look at that, and that's the thing. We have to take that into account also. Uh, Go ahead. Their defense is different. No, no I'm not talking about the two of them anymore. It's not about oh. them. It's, you know what I'm saying? It was just an example. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not about them at all. So, when I th- and again, that's what I'm looking at. I'm thinking about everything like that. I'm putting all those pieces together. But we, So, when you break it down, I, I think he's putting too much on his plate. Let's go through history also. We look at it. All the big comebacks, right? Every time it's something that is right afterwards within a couple months... It's usually the exact same exact same thing. Unless it's a flash knockdown. Give me one time that it wasn't because it's flash knockdown. And I even give you one that it was a rematch in a very similar situation this past year. You picked, you actually got me on a fucking pick and I'm still pissed about it. Fucking Machado. And um and what? Uh, and what's it? Oh man, Cancio. Yes. Um, I, I didn't get you on that pick. I pick. Uh, I think I picked Machado on the rematch. The first time. No, no. We both. You. I thought. I thought you had him the first time. Either way, that was when I was trying to give you some props. Uh, I, I gotta say, call it like it is. Hey man. Uh, but here's the thing. So that's one of those times. You know what I'm saying? Every time there's a rematch, the guy who won the first time most times wins the next time. It, it is what it is. He's gonna go. You see it in MMA. You see it in boxing, or or Lennox what? Lewis. But, but again, I, that, and that's the first thing that I said. Unless it was a, like a flash knockdown. These guys, I'm talking about everybody who we're talking about are these back to back. They got beat. All of these guys got beat. Lennox Lewis wasn't getting beat. He got caught. But Joshua didn't get caught until he went for the knockout. And when he got caught, he got caught bad because it was behind the the ear and he was likely concussed for the rest of the fight. He's quoted as saying that he can't even remember the rounds from the from round three to seven. We want to say we want to say that, but we can't admit that somebody who just got knocked down, got back up, took a bigger shot, wasn't just as hurt. No, he wasn't. And, and, I mean, or he has a better chin, but he damn sure was not nowhere close to as hurt as Joshua was. He got up clean. Hey, he said he was hurt. It's the first time he's ever been hurt. He, was, he had to get up. So he, and he did what he had to do. Did he say that? No, it wasn't him. It was the ref. The ref said he thought he was hurt. 
Yeah, because I mean, Andy Ruiz, he said, yeah, you know, he, he knocked me down. And he said, but I, I was said, good. His eyes, me eyes were clear. Yeah. His eyes were cl- clear. He looked up at the ref. And everybody, uh, I think I was listening to Costello on Bounce. And they uh, Bunce, they were sitting pretty pretty close. They said they, they could see right in Andy Ruiz's eyes, and they were clear. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, he looked chill when it happened. Um, but, man, look, I look at it. I, I, I go back to it. I, I think um, the exact same thing happens. I think it's probably going to happen in the sixth round. I don't know what you're saying. I can't hear you. Your mic's off. This is a nice one where we dis- disagree, and I-, I really am excited to see what happens tomorrow because I can see this fight playing out so many different ways. Oh, absolutely. How do you feel about the fight time? I'm enjoying the midday fight. Like, I'm so... And fights have been... They've been pushing it later and later. I don't know why. I'm so happy to be, like, I am. done with everything by, like, 6 o'clock. Well, check it out. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll talk about that and uh, the other fights for the rest of the week. Yeah, remember the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Check out Sage Eats at sageeatchicago.com. Again, that is sageeatchicago.com, man. All of your fitness needs, everything you want, man, right there. Check them out today also don't forget to check out the fight podcast www.thefightpodcast.com learn a little bit more about us communicate with us and let your friends know about the greatest combat sports and culture show in the universe hosted by me the underground king man so check us out everywhere podcasts are available at thefightpodcast.com and check us out again Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, everywhere, man. Social media at The Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. All right, let's go ahead and jump right back into the action with my conversation with the guru, Brandon Camille. Yeah, we are back. Greatest combat sports and culture show in the universe. All right, man, so we were talking about... Um, what you said, the, the fight time being in the afternoon as opposed to being late. Um, people were talking trash because they're like, oh, they're fighting again against college football or whatever. Look, I'm not gonna lie, man, I'm pretty happy about it. That means I can sit up, take my time getting up, run some errands, come home. Great, not great fights. I, I'm excited. I mean, I love it. We're, we're still going to be in the same position anyway, trying to watch Jamal Charlo. But Facts. in terms of like the main, main event, I'll be happy to have my result <laughs> by six o'clock. Straight up. That's beautiful to me. Oh, dude, I can't I, I, wait. Where are you watching it at? Right here in my living room. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, go out on a limb and, and try and get out and watch a fight. We'll see what actually goes down. I got I, I made a few options. One is a casino, the new casino here in Boston. Hey, I might try to hit that up. There we go. Uh, but, but yeah, I'm trying to get out the house, man. I'm not trying to be cooped up in the house here solo watching. If I want to be around the people, I want to hear someone scream when someone gets knocked out. Man, if hey, knocked out. I will be sitting at the crib chilling with my dog Nico, and I will order a pizza. The best pizza in the world, Chicago. 
whoa, 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 whoa. By Let's... far. And not only do we have Sir, better pizza, here, we like... have better deep dish, we have better thin crust, we have better bar pizza, we have different options, we have better pizza all around. Ain't nothing like New York pizza. Everybody got New York pizza uh, spots. It's, it's known don't. that New York has the best pizza. And the only you guys time don't have a pizza Uno's right there. Is there not? Is there not a pizza Uno? The pizzeria Uno's or something? People try to imitate Chicago pizza is deep dish, but out and and y'all got deep dish. That's it though. Come on now. That, have you ever had bar pizza or, or thin crust here in Chicago? Have you? The answer is no. You have not. Have you ever had pizza in New York? Absolutely, many times. And you really think Chicago pizza it's is better? Far better. We, I, 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 I really wish there was a way the, we could the do cheese the sauce ratio, side side. bro. You guys don't have it. You don't. You guys keep talking about your dough, but we have. We're in the Midwest. We have the farms. We have better ingredients. We have cheese straight from the you have source. Better ingredients. You just making shit up. Cheese straight from up. the source, fam. Right there in Wisconsin. We just go a couple blocks. Tada! Got it. Cheese, queso, right there, out the, out, right out the, the cow, bro. That's it. We got the best pizza, Serge. You, oh, you bro, it. we got the farms, all of them, tomatoes fresh, garden fresh, basil, mwah, right there, oregano, straight from the earth, from right up here, Midwest. That's how we get down. That, hey, oh, bro, our pizza's better. And, you, and again, you, you've never had it. How would you know? I'm just a, I'm just a shameless New Yorker. That's not. Oh, gonna I, forget, to I any, forget, man. You're also a better. Knicks fan. You guys don't know. Like you said, you guys take L's and don't really just take it. You just used to taking L's. Chicago's in the same boat with us. Used to taking L's right about I now. Know. Ah, no, hey, man, my Cubbies. Oh, you're Yankees. Okay, baseball. We can leave baseball out of it. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. okay. I'm leaving baseball. I, I, I like the Yankees. Oh. Wow. I just I, I just looked up an article. I said I said what region of the U.S. has the best has the uh, best pizza and uh, Chicago is number one when New York is number two. <laughs> I wish all of you can see me standing up right now. I'll take my studio. It's like Business Insider. It's like a legit article. <laughs> it's like damn. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. <laughs> Moving on. There we go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> All right, man. Let's, let's talk about one of my favorite fighters, bro. Um, Jamal Charlo. Jamal Charlo is uh, fighting um, also this weekend. He's fighting Dennis Hogan on uh, Showtime. Tough opponent. How do you see this playing out? I see Charlo. And are you excited, man? What's your excitement level for this fight? I'm very excited because I think it's a good fight. I think Dennis, Dennis Hogan is a potentially underrated fighter because he hasn't gotten uh, some of the the wins throughout his career. But we saw the the we saw what he did to the guy's name that's eluding me, the 154 pound former 154 pound champion that is moving up to 160. You remember his name, Serge? Salicki. No, the um, this the Spanish kid, the young kid that knocked that knocked out Ali. Oh man, um, I'm uh, I'm blanking on it right now. Damn. Jaime Munguia. Munguia, yep. So he, he looked he good against Munguia. He, he beat up Jaime Munguia. Jaime Munguia yep. got uh, got a questionable win, but we saw what he could do. Now, when you think of Charlo's struggles against Korobov, which I cited 
as a result of Charlo seeing his brother get robbed against Tony Harrison. But I mean, he still did struggle with Korobov, even though he was able to squeak out a win. I think Hogan is a very underrated fighter. And if Charlo, uh, Charlo sleeps on him at all, he could, you know, he could get clipped in a decision. It, he will not lose by knockout. Dennis Hogan has, uh, I think, seven knockouts. He's not a powerful fighter at all. But, you know, he does he does some ni- nice things in the ring and he, you know, can give him some trouble. But because of lack of power, he gives Charlie the opportunity to walk him down. Um, but I, I think Charlo has ha, can overlook people. I think he overlooked Brandon Adams because uh, I think he should have got Brandon Adams out of there, even though he dominated. I, right. I want to see Charlo. If he's the world eater that we say he is, he needs to get these guys out of there. So I would love to see Charlo go out there and squash tomorrow, but I just don't see that happening. If anything, I see Charlo. Yeah, I'm going to say Charlo by decision. Very excited. If you cannot give Charlo something to get him off of you in terms of something for him to worry about, he will hunt you down and knock your face completely off. He's done it time and time again. The only guys that are able to stifle him are guys who might have a little bit of pop and guys who are are physical enough to hold him back. That's the one thing that Adams did do. He was a big, strong, physical guy. So he was able to absorb a punch and he was able to hold and clinch a lot. So I, that's what I, again, I chalked that up to. And actually in, this, in the fight before that, I agree with you. It was because of um, watching his brother get robbed. So and another fight that we're going to see very soon, which I'm looking forward to. This is next weekend. Yep, right? it is. Yep, yep. I'm looking forward to that one as well. Wow. Is, next weekend is, is heavy. It's heavy. Super heavy. We, we got, I, I we can't got wait that. to talk got, about uh, it. Lopez and Comey. Oh, yep. nice episode coming up next week. I can't yeah. wait. Oh, it's going to be a good one, man. Um, but um, but it's going to be fun. Like I said, I, I think this is when Charlo starts to prove that he is who we thought he was. This is what he's going to do. He's going to go out there. and I think he's going to really beat the brakes off of... Um, of Hogan, he's going to prove he's the big guy. And then afterwards, I see him calling out some of the big names. He's never not called out any of the big names. But I think he's going to do it now. Like, and, like, and this is going, it's going to resonate. I feel like people are starting to... When we first started talking about Charlo, there was, there was no simmer. Now, there is a little bit of a simmer. I think people are starting to notice and say, hey, he's here still. And... I think people want to start seeing something big from him. So I think he's going to, I think he's going to produce, man. I, I got, I got, I got I've, I've always been a fan. I think he's top 10 potential pound for pound. Dude is a beast. I see him getting a, a, a swift and easy KO. Now, did you see anything about Deloya coming out and saying that Canelo is going to have to beat guys like uh, Andre and Charlo to be considered great? Which, which was interesting coming from Deloya, I felt. Whoa. But I mean, we know those those relationships are fried. And our, our right article, now, we'll see an article next week that says Canelo gets is signed to Al Heyman. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, he's not gonna sign to Al Heyman. However, I'm not happy with Deloya dropping Andrew Cancio after he dropped his title uh, a couple weeks ago. I thought that was weak. And Concio complained a little bit. He took one loss after winning a title while working a full-time job, winning a title and defending it against, against the same guy. He took one loss and he dropped him. I think that's so weak. And Concio is such a good story in boxing. Hopefully, you know, a guy like Al, probably Al, uh, will, will pick him up and revive his career. But um, yeah, that was so shitty. And there's just so much turmoil seemingly going on at Golden Boy right now. 
Dog, it ah. seems like it's nuts over there right now. They, they about to have a fire sale on fighters. <laughs> For real. Oh, man. Hey, and you can you see it coming. You, you hear it. it it's, it's too much, you know, little tiffs here, little tiffs there, man. So I don't know how it's going over there, bro. Uh, but look, I'm excited about that fight. I think Charles is going to show out. Um, and I, man, look, I'm, I can't wait uh, to see the fights, uh, the rest of the fights this weekend. That actual card um, in Dubai is actually a really, really solid card. Uh, do you want to really quick talk about some of the names on that card? Uh, so who we got going on that card? We got Dylan White. Shout out to Dylan White. Yep. He is coming. He came Good back from, from something Good you death. never see people coming back from. He got his, uh, uh, he, he, he pissed hot, but he got it overturned uh, by UCAD. So shout out to him. Um, you, so you also have, I, I don't believe, Jer- is Derek Sawyer on that card? You got, you got Pavekin on the no, card. No, is not because he just fought. Okay, so you got White, you got Pavekin, um, obviously Joshua and Ruiz. Uh, do, do we, uh, we have uh, David Lemieux on that same card, I believe. Oh, yes, he is. David Lemieux, it's been a while for him. Um, I'm trying to see, if, is anybody else fighting on that card? Well, look, uh, I, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to the co-main event, man. Um, Devchenko and... Um, and Dylan White, man, that should be a good fight. Two big heavyweights. Um, and guys, whoever, like, those are one of those guys that who wins that fight, again, he's making noise. They move up to the second run. They end up being the, the B-list heavyweights. So, um, like, I'm looking forward to seeing that fight as well, man. I'm really excited about the main and co-main events. Yeah, definitely. Man. Um, yo, well, look, man, it's an exciting weekend. Next week is going to be even more exciting. Uh, anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here? No, no. Um, tomorrow, it, it's going to go on tomorrow. I'm very, very excited. Oh, it's going down. I can't wait. That's it. All right, there we go, man. Well, B, man, the guru. Thank you, as always, for joining me, bro. Oh, no. Thank you for having me, man. We'll be back here next week, same place, same time. There we go, man. All right, brother. Be easy. Be good. Peace. All right, there it is, man. Another amazing episode another amazing conversation man thank you so much to the guru brandon camille for joining me once again you remember you can follow brandon at bcam13 on ig and you can check him out at bcam thinks on twitter um as always yo shout out to the sponsor thank you guys so much for listening thank you sage eats check out sage Eats chicago get 10 percent off your first three months look man beginning of year starting back up let's get in shape get in shape with sage eats chicago www.sageeatchicago.com check them out today also don't forget to check me out at the fight podcast let your friends know about the greatest combat sports and culture show in the universe hosted by me the underground king serge vicente man check me out also at serge vicente on ig and everywhere else man look man Thank you always for listening. I love you guys. This has been episode 168. The fights this weekend are going to be incredible. You have UFC in D.C. You have the Charlo fight in the evening on Showtime. You have the main card on zone, the heavyweight clash on uh, midday. So we can literally watch fights all day, every day, man. So look, enjoy the fights this weekend. As always, I love you guys. It's the Underground King, Sergio Vicente. Deuces! <laughs>